Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to Fresh Encounter, the radio ministry of Lifelong Anointing Church. Our mission as a church is to equip the body of Christ to increase in wisdom and in stature, and in favor with God and with men. We're glad that you joined us for this edition of the broadcast. It is our prayer that this broadcast will be a blessing to you. Here now is Pastor Otuno with today's message. In Ephesians chapter 4, reading from verse number 7, the Bible says, But to each one of us grace was given according to the measure of Christ's gifts. Therefore, he says, when he ascended on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts unto men. This verse unveils the special benefit package that came to us as a result of the visit of our Lord Jesus Christ to the cross. The Bible says that Christ Jesus, after he went to the cross, after he died, he said he first of all ascended on high. After he has finished the battle and won the victory for all, he ascended on high. He led captivity captive. That means the end of the enemy can no longer oppress the people of God. And then he now said he now gave gifts unto men. In other words, the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ made it possible for certain gifts to be released into the lives of those who believe in the finished work of our Lord Jesus on the cross of Calvary. And before I outline the gifts that the cross of Jesus made available to us, I want to first of all make you understand that the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ not only made gifts available, it provided some benefits. And I want you to first understand the benefit that comes from the cross before you can begin to see and understand how the gifts apply to you. First of all, we need to understand the benefit of the cross. The Bible says in the book of Psalm 68 verse 19, Who daily loads us with benefits, even the God of our salvation. So God provides benefits to us through the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. The cross of our Lord Jesus Christ gave us special benefits. And it's only made possible only after Jesus Christ rose again from the dead. Which means before Jesus Christ died, before he rose again to death, before he visited the cross, those benefits were not available. They were not made possible for anyone. And the question is, what are these benefits of the cross? The benefits of the cross. You look at the book, the book of Matthew chapter 28. Matthew 28, we're reading from verse number 1. The Bible says, in the end of the Sabbath, as it began to dawn towards the first day of the week, came Mary Magdalene and the other Mary to see the sepulchre. And behold, there was a great earthquake, for the angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone from the door and sat on it. His countenance was like lightning, and his raiment as white as snow. For fear of him, the keepers did shake and became as dead men. And the angel answered and said, to, and said unto the women, Fear not, for I know that you seek Jesus which was crucified. I want you to pay special attention to verse number 6. He said, He is not here, for he is risen, as he said. Come, see the place where he lay. Now, I want you to look at the way, the verse of the scripture is making us to understand that the very first benefit of the cross, I want you to look at verse number 6 again. He said, He is not here, for he is risen, as he said. Come and see the place where he lay. The very first benefit that the cross made available for us is that it authenticated our faith. That's what it did. It authenticated our faith. 
He is not here. For he is risen as he said. The cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, you know, established the authenticity and the credibility of our faith. In 1 Corinthians chapter 15, if you read from, from verse number 17, the Bible says there, If Christ is not risen, your faith is futile. You are still in your sins. But now Christ is risen, verse number 20, from the dead. And has become the first fruit of those who have fallen asleep. In other words, the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ, which came by way of the cross, tells us that our faith is not just a fable. That our faith is not fraudulent. That is not just the figment of an imagination, of the imagination of a fraud star. It is not the result of the lunatic mind. There is a resurrection because of the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. The authenticity and the genuineness of our faith is established. Jesus proved it by his bodily resurrection. And that is the very first benefit. It tells you that what we carry about, what we proclaim, what others have died for, the Bible is saying that it is what? It is an authentic faith. That is the very first benefit. That whatever you are doing, the service that we are doing to the kingdom is an authentic service. Number two, the benefit of our faith. The benefit of the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ is the benefit of exoneration. The benefit of exoneration. Which in Christian language is called justification. The cross of our Lord Jesus Christ removed the guilt and the penalty for sin from us. While we at the same time declaring us who are sinners, declaring us righteous before God through the Lord Jesus Christ. In other words, the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ removed the guilt from our life. It removed the penalty of sin. And this is an amazing benefit that Paul the Apostle talked about in the book of Romans chapter 4. Romans chapter 4 from verse number 22. The Bible says, and therefore, it was accounted to him for righteousness. Now it was not written for his sake alone that it was imputed to him, but also for us. For it shall be imputed to us who believe in him, who raised Jesus from the dead, who was delivered up because of our offense and was raised because of our justification. The benefit of the cross is not just the authentication of our faith, but at the same time, the justification of the people, the exoneration from sin. The psalmist understood the meaning of when somebody is exonerated. When you are found guilty and the judge pronounced you innocent, the psalmist understood it and the psalmist declared it prophetically. In the book of Psalm 32 verse 1, he said, Blessed is the man whose transgression is forgiven, whose sins are covered. Verse number two, he said, Blessed is the man to whom the Lord does not impute iniquity and whose spirit there is no God. So apart from authentication of our faith, we are also exonerated from our sin. That is the benefit. Nobody was exonerated before the Lord Jesus Christ went to the cross. If you wanted your sins forgiven, you have to go to the priest and the priest will do the sacrifice in the temple for your sins to be covered. And it's just for a while. Your sins were never taken away. The cross of our Lord Jesus Christ exonerated and completely wiped out our sins from our life. So that is the second benefit of the cross. The third benefit of the cross that we see is the benefit of adoption. In other words, through the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, we are welcomed members of the household of God. The book of Romans chapter 4 verse 16 tells us that the Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. Verse number 17. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ, if indeed we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified together. This means that the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, you know, through the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, we are now welcome children and members of the household of the almighty God. 
And because we are now children and heirs with Christ, Paul the apostle writing to the Ephesian church, tell them in Ephesians chapter 2, in verse 19, he said, Now therefore, you are no longer strangers. No longer foreigners, but you are now fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God. In other words, when Jesus Christ went to the cross, what he did was that he was able to turn you around and give you an adoption. You were once outside the gate. You were once outside of the family. But the death of our Lord Jesus Christ, the cross of Jesus, made it possible for the bridge, for the door, for the gate to be opened. The door to the family of God was open, and we are now welcome in. And we are not just strangers, we are now members of the household. We are now children of the kingdom. We are now heir of the of the promise of heaven. And that is why I can call you my brother. You can call, I can call you my sister. Because we are no longer strangers. We are now members of the household of the almighty God. That is the benefit. The benefit of, of authentication. The benefit of exoneration. The benefit of adoption. Number four is the benefit of access. The benefit of access. In other words, the Bible tells us that at the cross, through the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, we who were once outside now have access to the presence of the Almighty God. We now have access to the divine revelation. We now have access to the deep things of the Spirit of God. Benefit of the cross. Look at the book of Matthew chapter 27. Matthew 27 reading from verse number 50. The Bible tells us that Jesus cried out again with a loud voice and yielded up his spirit. In other words, that was when he was on the cross. The Bible says he cried out with a loud voice and yielded up the spirit. Verse 51. Then behold, the veil of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom and the earthquake and the rock was split. For those of us who understand what is going on, what this Bible is saying, the verse of the scripture is saying that at the time that Jesus Christ paid the price for sin, at the time he offered that perfect sacrifice for sin on the cross of Calvary, the Bible tells us that as soon as he died on the cross, the veil that is in the temple, that separates the holy place from the holies of holy, that veil was turned into, according to scripture. The Bible tells us that as soon as the veil was turned, access to the holies of holy, where the Cherubs were where the rod of Aaron was where the ark of covenant was residing, the presence of the Almighty God was made available, and we now can have access to it. Prior to the death of our Lord Jesus Christ, only the chief priests can do that. Only the chief priests had access to that place, and he did that only once a year. And before he will do that, he will first of all have covered, he will have offered sacrifice. He cannot just go in there, he will have offered sacrifice with blood to be able to enter into his presence. But the Lord Jesus Christ offered that particular blood on offered his blood on the cross of Calvary. And because he did that, the veil was open. Now we can come in. Not just once a year, like the high priest, but we have constant access. To the presence of the Almighty God. That's why you can pray this morning, wherever you are, and the Lord can still hear you. That is why, you know, that is the benefit that the cross made available. The benefit of access to the things of God, access to the presence of God, access to the revelations of God, access to the deep things of the Almighty God. So, one of the many benefits of the cross is the access to the throne of grace that it makes available. Number five. The cross of our Lord Jesus Christ also gives us the benefit of release. In other words, through the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, we are released from every form of bondage, captivity, or enslavement that we have found ourselves. Bible tells us in that same Matthew chapter 27. 
If you start reading from verse 50 again to provide context, the Bible says that the Lord Jesus Christ cried. He was on the cross. He cried out again with a loud voice and yielded up the spirit. That means he died. Then behold, the veil of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom and the earthquake and the rock split. In other words, he gave us access to the presence of the Almighty God. But I want you to now look at verse number 52. The Bible now says, and the grave were opened. And many bodies of the saints who had fallen asleep were raised. Jesus died and the graves could no longer stay closed. Jesus died and the dead can no longer remain dead. The Bible says, and the graves were opened and many bodies of the saints who had fallen asleep were raised and came out of the grave. They came out of the greater his resurrection and went into the city and appeared to many. In other words, the benefit of the cross that the cross of Lord Jesus Christ procured for us is the benefit of release. Those things that have been sealed up, those things that have been tied down, those who have been held in captive, those who have been locked down by the chains of the enemy, the Bible makes us that as soon as Jesus Christ died, the graves were opened. As soon as Jesus Christ died, those things that have been buried, those things that have been dead, they came alive. Which means that access to the benefit of the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ this morning will open and release whatever has been dead in our lives in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. All the good things that the enemy has locked up in the grave, all the good things that the enemy has sealed up in your life, at the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ through the cross, those things stand released. The cross of our Lord Jesus Christ procured release from everything that is dead in our lives. Number six. The cross of our Lord Jesus Christ gives us the benefit of transformation. Which means that through the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, we are transformed and we have access to the divine nature of God. You are no longer the same mortal man. Bible tells the book of Romans chapter 8 verse number 11. The Bible says, if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Jesus from the dead will also give life to your mortal body through his spirit which dwells in you. Which means that the death of our Lord Jesus Christ on the cross of Calvary, his resurrection has bought for you a renewed body that is now being renewed by the spirit of the almighty God. Which means that our bodies are now changed by the spirit of God. Healing becomes possible. Deliverance becomes possible. The enemy can no longer kill this body in corruption. Because the Bible tells us that when he comes, he will still raise us up. And that is for the future. Even for now, the power of the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ through the cross of God, through his cross, is able to give us divine healing. The Bible says by his stripes we are made healed. We are made whole. So healing becomes one of the benefits. Of the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. And finally, the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ also give up the benefit of repositioning. In other words, through the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, we now are positioned to have a life of dominion, to live a life of the overcomer, to live a life that is above all principalities and powers of darkness. Ephesians chapter 2, reading from verse number 4, the Bible says, But God, who is rich in mercy because of his great love, which has loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved. Verse number six. And raised us up together and made us sit together 
in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. In other words, where we are before, when Jesus Christ went to the grave, by the time he finished all his business on the cross and came out as a resurrected Christ, there was a transformation that took place. There was a translation that took place. There was a repositioning that took place. He said that we have been made to sit together with Christ Jesus in heavenly places. Which means that we are no longer operating on the earthly realm. We are now operating in the heavenly realm. And from that particular place, nothing can be able to pull you down. That's why he said that you have now put all principalities and powers. You say you have put you above them. They are now basically under your feet. We have now been repositioned through Christ to a heavenly position. Far above principalities and power. That is what the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ has made available for us. My brothers and sisters, these are just some of the many things. These are just some of the many benefits that the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ made available for us. The cross that we celebrated at Easter. The resurrection we celebrated at Easter. This is what it makes available for us. But because of our time, I will not be covering the blessings or the gifts that accrue to us as a result of the cross of our Lord Jesus. But let me quickly show you how you can live in the reality of those benefits. How you can begin to pull those benefits. Let me show you how you can access this particular benefit into your life. How do you live in the experience of the benefit of the cross of our Lord Jesus? How do you bring those experiences into your life? How do you begin to, how do you begin to enjoy them? Philippians chapter 3. Philippians chapter 3, reading from verse number 10, the Bible tells us, Say that I may know him, and the power of his resurrection, and the fellowship of his suffering, being conformed to his death. The question is, how do you begin to enjoy the benefit of the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ? Philippians is saying that I may know him, and the power of his resurrection, and the fellowship of his suffering, being conformed to his death. Here Paul is praying to have a revelation knowledge. Of the benefits of what the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ made available to us through the cross has given to him. He's trying to say, Lord, I want to be able to know the power of this resurrection. I want to enjoy his benefit. Paul is saying that I may know him and the power of his resurrection. This suggests to us, number one, that the benefit of the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ made available through the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ is already paid for, is already available. You are not just asking God for it now. You are no longer praying for it now. It is already been made available. Jesus has already died on the cross. He has already given us that particular benefit. He has already reconciled us to the Lord. He has already authenticated our faith. He has already given us access. He has already done or repositioned us. So the benefit has already been given. And number two, the benefit of the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ through the cross is already available to you as a believer. Because as soon as you believe in him, you have been translated from that kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of his dear son. You have been translated, you have been given a new name. You are now no longer, you're no longer a stranger, but you are now a son and a daughter in the house of God. So those benefits are already available to the believer. You don't have to beg for them. When a child is born into a particular family, the child does not have to lift a finger to enjoy or to access the benefits of the family. Anything that the family had that belongs to the family, the child has access to it by virtue of being born into that family. The same thing for us as believers. The blessings of heaven have been made available to us. All that Jesus Christ purchased on the cross is already available to us. Now, 
The same is true. If you look at the book of Ephesians chapter 1 again, verse 3, it says, Blessed be God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. The blessings have already been given. He's already there. He has already done it. The question then is, how do you access those benefits? How do you access those benefits? How do you appropriate the benefit of the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ into your life? How do you do it? Paul, writing to the Ephesian church, tells us how to access the benefits of the cross. In the first Corinthians chapter 1, reading from verse number 15, the Bible says, Therefore, I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and your love for all the saints, do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayer. Verse number 17, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, that the eyes of your understanding be enlightened, that ye may know what is the hope of his calling, what is the riches of his glory, of his inheritance in the saints, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power towards the world, who believe according to the working of his mighty power, which is wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his right hand in the heavenly place. Far above all principalities and powers and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in the world, but also in that which is to come. And had put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things to the church. In other words, Paul here outlines what that God has already made available to the believer through his cross. The question that I've asked earlier and I'm asking again is how do you access all these benefits? How do you access all these benefits? I want you to now go back to verse number 17 of that Ephesians chapter 1. Verse 17 and 18. The Bible tells us there, it says that God, the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. Why is Paul asking God for the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him? Look at verse number 18. He says, so that your eyes or the eyes of your understanding be enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling. In other words, Paul is saying, if you want to access the benefit of the cross, if you want to access what God has already made available for you, if you want to begin to enjoy those things that God has purchased with his own blood, you must, number one, possess the spirit of wisdom. He said, when I heard that you are now a believer, when I heard that you now have the love for God, I started praying for the spirit of wisdom. Look at verse number 17. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom. Why do you need that spirit of wisdom? If you go down to verse number 18 and 19, it says so that you begin to understand what he has made available for you. You begin to understand the power that is available to you. You begin to understand the inheritance that he has made available to you. You begin to understand the repositioning that he has given unto you, sitting you in heavenly places, far above all principalities and power. He said, if you don't get the spirit of, the spirit of wisdom, you will not be able to see all those things. So to be able to access the benefit of the cross, the first thing you need, is to be able to get spirit of wisdom. That's what Paul prayed for. Number two, you need the divine revelation. For God to open your eye. The Bible said that the preaching of the cross of Jesus Christ is foolishness to those who 
are perishing. In other words, not just anybody can read it and understand it. You have to have the spirit of revelation. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened. Verse number 17, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. Give you understanding of what you are reading. The Bible says that when Philip was traveling from Samaria, he said that there was this particular Ethiopian eunuch who was leaving Jerusalem and going back to his own country. And he was reading the prophet Isaiah. But as he was reading, he didn't understand it. And then the Spirit of the Almighty God prompted Philip to go and join that particular chariot. And when he joined the chariot, the Bible tells us that man said, I read about this thing. What is this man talking about? You need the spirit of revelation. You need revelation to be able to understand what the Spirit is doing and what he has done for you. So to be able to enjoy the benefit feet of the cross. You need number one, the spirit of wisdom. Number two, the spirit of revelation. Number three, you need divine understanding. Look at verse number 17. He said that the eyes of your understanding be enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling. There is a hope of his calling. There is a benefit of the cross. If the eyes of your understanding is not enlightened, if you do not have an understanding of what the Lord Almighty is saying, or what he has done, or what he has made available for you, you will continue to walk about not taking advantage of the benefits. For you to be able to access the benefit of the cross, first you need the spirit of wisdom. Then you need divine revelation. Then you need divine understanding. And then number four, you need personal discovery. It is one thing for me to tell you this. It is another thing for you to get it. It's another thing for your eye, for your spirit to be able to receive the information and it become, and it clicks. That's when you wake up and say, aha, now I understand. The light bulb goes on in your head. You need personal discovery. The Bible says that the eyes of your understanding be enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance to the same. You need to know it. Know what God has made available for you. And that comes through personal discovery to understand what God has made available for you. You know, interestingly, last week, millions and millions of Christians celebrated the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. But can I tell you something? Very, very few of those people who celebrated the, the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ, very few of them understand or have access the benefit of that resurrection. Very few. Very few of them even understand or know what benefits are available to them as a result of their association with the Lord Jesus Christ. Very few. So many celebrated the resurrection, but very few of them are taking advantage of that particular resurrection. Let me say something that might appear a little bit controversial for you. One thing I want you to understand is that it's not enough for you to just to be saved. Not enough. It is not enough for you to be saved. You must know the benefit that accompanied that salvation for you to be able to enjoy walking with the Lord. You need to know exactly the things that God has put in place for you to be able to walk well with him. So yes, I am born again, I'm born again. That is not enough. You need to understand the benefits and all that is accompanied and all that is associated with that salvation. You may be able to know how to access those benefits that comes with the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. You need to be able to know the resources that God has made available, the grace that he has made available, the help that he has made available, all that God has made available for us. You need to know it. All the package that accompany your salvation, you need to know it. If you are going to enjoy walking with the Lord. The Bible tells us in the book of Deuteronomy 29. Deuteronomy 29, 29, it says, The secret things belong to our God. But those things which are revealed belong unto us and to our children. So notice two things there. 
The secret things belong to God. You cannot find those ones out unless God shows you. He said, for the things that he has revealed, say those things are for you and for your children. Which means that if you do not catch a revelation of the things that the Lord Almighty has revealed, you and your children may not be able to benefit from it. If you do not catch the revelation of the benefits of the cross, you will find out that you will walk your Christian journey without enjoying what Christ has already made available for you. If you do not catch a revelation of the benefit of the cross, you will never experience those benefits in your life. That's why the Bible tells us the book of Isaiah chapter 5, from verse number 13, he said, therefore my people are gone into captivity because they have no knowledge and their honorable men are famished and their multitude are dried up with thirst. In other words, when you don't know what God has made available for you, you will continue to walk about in lack, in want. The enemy will continue to do a number on you. The enemy will continue to cheat you and steal your lunch. And if you don't know, you'll find out that you are not able to enjoy your work with law. And that's exactly the same thing that the book of Proverbs 21, 16 tells us. Proverbs 21, 16. It says, a man who wanders from the way of understanding will rest in the assembly of the dead, the assembly of the hopeless. When you don't know what God has made available for you, you become stressed, you become hopeless, you become agitated, you become so disturbed, you are troubled like the unbeliever. You run from pillar to post because you don't know that these things have already been given to you. Thank you very much for listening to our program today. We invite you to join us every Sunday at 10 a.m. for our Sunday worship service at 2711 Murfreesboro Road in Antioch, Tennessee. We also host Bible study and prayer meetings every Friday at 7 p.m. Visit us online at www.lifelonganointing.com and on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Join us next time for another edition of Fresh Encounter. On behalf of Lifelong Anointing Church, we thank you for listening.